From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast powered by Trailblazer Firearms. More on them a little later on, September 29th, 2022. If my camera is jinky, by the way, out there for those that are live, my apologies. I don't know what's going on. I played around with it. StreamYard is being silly. My actual software on the laptop, it shows to be fine. So go figure. Uh, we will deal with it. Speaking of those out there live, I do want to say hello to those folks that are watching or listening in replay. And remember that wherever you're at, you don't have to be live to be a part of the conversation. There is a comment section below. Hit that comment section up. You can ask questions and throw your comments in there, whatever the case may be. But if you are live, then, well, you can really get some engagement. You can ask questions of the guests, all of that. Throw those out there in the live chat if you have questions. I will flag those. Be patient. And as we progress through the conversation, we will get those questions answered for you as always you can see scrolling down below a big shout out big thank you to the youtube channel members the patreon patrons and you can identify those very quickly out there in the live chat uh, as well as the uh, folks that super chat the folks that super thanks the folks that shop clovertech.com slash shop and as always want to say we are thankful to be a part of the Firearms Radio Network. If you're not familiar with all the cool podcasts going on over there, well, go check it out, firearmsradio.net. Got Kevin Dixie, who has been waiting patiently in the green room back there. Let's get him in, get this party started. Uh, how are you, Katie? I'm good, man. How are you? I am well. I am well. So there's a lot to talk about. That's why I'm uh, happy to have you on. You've, uh, I know you've got your, your old things, the things you've been doing for a long time, but you've got a lot of new things uh, here in the works now. I don't know how much you can talk about those, but uh, hopefully we can hit on those a little bit. I want to take and give you a few minutes right up front. There may be folks out there that are just crawling out from underneath a rock for the first time, and they don't know Kevin Dixie or what Kevin Dixie uh, has been up to uh, at least leading up to this point. So going to give you a second, just uh, get people familiar with you, if you would, uh, who you are, what you do. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Um, well, as you said, my name is Kevin Dixie. Everybody calls me Katie for obvious reasons. Um, how do I sum up what I do? I am a community activist, a civil rights advocate and activist. Um, I am a firearms instructor. I'm a father. I'm a I'm just a good old American dude that has a lot of opinions that tickles uh, the sensitivity of a lot of other people out there. So in one moment, I am inspiring. You can see on my social media where I'm inspiring men and young men alike, as, along with women, to be better human beings, um, to go out and pursue the things they want. Uh, we teach conflict resolution. We're getting people jobs. We're, we're teaching the escalation skills. Uh, we're doing reading and writing literacy, financial literacy, a lot of the human um, human things. And then... I'm going to always speak out for the community where I come from. Um, that is the black community. A lot of times I'm going to speak out when I'm uh, defending America. I'm speaking out for the entire American community. So I kind of float in between and try to get people with the um, the mindset of unity behind everything that I say. Um, and then I teach Americans how to defend themselves. And I don't give a damn where you come from, what your background is, what you look like. 
Um, I want you to get a gun. I want you to come out and I want you to learn how to defend yourself because we all have a right to do that. Um, and I'm spending every waking breath doing something to defend people. And when I'm not doing all of the aforementioned, I'm out fighting hard for the Second Amendment. I think that uh, I think that pretty much sums it up <laughs> in a nutshell. And that's and that's a lot. One of the things that I enjoy about uh, what you do, you get on a roll sometimes and preach. Uh, you're really good, especially when it comes to the black community, especially. Uh, but I don't think it's exclusive to that. Um, I would put you in a category of a historian as well. Would you not? Um, novice, you know, when I sit down and I talk to like people that have uh, doctorate degrees in history and, you know, you sit down with those, sure. some of the stuff that they, that they know that you can ask, oh, Jesus, man, that's, that's some granular detail for you. Right. Uh, right. but, uh, in order to talk about a thing, in order to bring, like, if I'm going to have a conversation with you, um, I need to have a backstory to that conversation, right? I need to have all my ducks in a row. So I became right. kind of a minor historian because I wanted to know and be confirmed and solidify or prove that I was wrong in what I'm talking about. So that sure. requires a lot of research, requires a lot of honesty. So I guess I have a minor in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the the training aspect, when you talk about a lot of the things that you're doing, I, I want to jump straight to this. I heard, heard through the grapevine, I haven't talked to you directly, but I heard that there was some expansion going on. Is that something that you could talk about? Uh, yeah, I can talk about what we um, uh, what's available right now, so I don't oversell it or jinx it. Uh, right. So my philosophy is um, helping people, right? And and that that comes in, in different shades. So what we're going to do uh, with this project that we have coming up, that's about an hour south of Atlanta, is we're going to do a first of its kind in the country. We're going to have a community outreach center on this land. We've already secured the land. We're going to have a community outreach center on this land. That community outreach center is going to do all the things that I mentioned before. We're going to be teaching people reading and writing skills, literacy skills, um, right. escalation skills, civics courses, because that's something this country is missing really, really bad. Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, tutoring classes for um, all the children that need extra tutoring, uh, resume writing classes, interview skill building classes, uh, all those things, family firearm safety training, and many other things. Uh, we're also going to be doing agricultural classes, gardening classes, uh, we'll have physical fitness. We'll have yoga. We're going to open it up to allow a lot of different things to happen there. That's going to be on uh, one part of the land. On the other part of the land, we are going to uh, have various bays that are really set up for the instructor. Um, it's not going to be where the public can just walk in and shoot. This is going to be a membership only nonprofit facility. But so people that are making monthly donations to the nonprofit work, uh, they're going to have a space to operate their small business. In the Atlanta, Georgia area right now, and this permeates across the country, uh, when it comes to teaching all these millions of people and the millions of people that already exist how to use and operate safety with their firearms, what we've seen is a demand for instructors. That could just be, hey, I'm just a local person that's going to teach people just you know, how to shoot a pistol at five yards, all the way up to people want to do more advanced training. The problem that is uh, the ranges that are supposed to be all these Second Amendment um, um, sanctuaries, if you will, I'm like in Atlanta, they are taking 30% of your take before you ever press a trigger. On, yeah. So imagine that. And that's before you get to your, your other overhead that any business has, right? right. Um, and then you have to also pay a yearly membership. So on top of 30%, not taking in, in, in account your other overhead, I'm also going to make you pay uh, a yearly endowment. And then if you want to just come hang out with your friends, you know, you got a buddy in town, you're not training them, you guys are just hanging out. 
I'm even going to charge you for that. So um, what we saw was, and what I've seen is that a lot of instructors are kind of taking a back seat. They're like, Hey man, I got to feed my family. You know, I, I, yeah. I, you know, and it's, so we, we have a lot of people out there that are one education and unfortunately we don't have enough instructors to keep up. So we're going to have 10 bays there where they'll make a monthly endowment. It's going to be very, very cost effective to what um, people pay now. So we'll have a bloodline for small business that also supports freedom. So the small businesses that have a place they can operate, not somebody running around asking you for NFA paperwork if I think you have an SBR or somebody that's looking to rob you of your money, but truly a place that, yeah, we're nonprofit, so we still have to feed the community programs we have going on, but we want to give instructors a place where they can operate. They don't have to worry about people being unsafe on the range because everybody there that's running classes is going to be vetted by the staff of the facility. So you know the person shooting to your left and your right in another bay, these people are vetted. Everyone is under the guise of an instructor. And you're not breaking the bank, uh, teaching people. And we're in the same drive comparably to where the ranges are now when you get outdoors. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And that facility is called Greenwood. Uh, the Greenwood project is named after after the race rise in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921, uh, where that entire community was burnt to the ground in less than 24 hours over a lie. Unfortunately, even though they did have some guns, they were restricted to having as many guns as they wanted. Uh, so we, our tagline to Greenwood is rebuilding what's lost. The difference is this time, if you try to uh, murder Americans trying to live free, that they'll have a different kind of response to you. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what the project is. And unlike other facilities um, around the country, we're going to bring another um, benefit. In. I have a, a relative that is a licensed daycare provider already in the multiple states. So we're nice. going to bring their facility to the Greenwood project. So now if you're a mom, a dad or a dad or a mom or or whatever, you need somewhere for your kids to go. If we have a program going on, great. Go out there, put the kids in a program. You can get in another program or you might be in a firearms class that day. All that is terrific. If your kids are saying you got a one year old, right? Uh, we're going to have on site child care for you. So you can go train and your your kids going to be on the same property, obviously way far away from the gunshots because we want to make sure that their little ears are developing and they're not in danger. Uh, but they'll be way, I mean, acres upon acres away, but they'll be on the same land so you can go shoot, have a good time. And then when you're eight hours or whatever amount of time you're there is up, you know, you get to go and get to secure your child. And because we're nonprofit and the ranges are really going to be feeding a facility, we're able to give an eight hour block of child care for twenty five to thirty five dollars. Wow. Yeah. So that's um, what we're the American people out. That's pretty awesome. That's that's a lot more detailed than even I'd heard. So uh yeah, I'm super excited for for that. One of the things that that you mentioned, and I'd actually heard it before, they were talking about, you know, the community garden. Uh can't even remember who now I was talking to. It may have been Big Tony Simon, but they were talking about the community garden and you were talking about that. And that's one thing that I've talked repeatedly about is I think it's really important that people learn how to grow things, even if it's herbs on their windowsill or a potted plant or a hanging plant or something like that, learn to grow some type of food uh, and how that process works. You don't have to have a, a you know 20 acre garden or anything crazy, but just learn how food grows. That way, you know, in a pinch, at least you've got that knowledge and maybe you can fall back on that and, and try to feed yourself and your family. So that was a, a really cool aspect. I thought of the program, but, but heck that from the childcare to everything else, man, that's crazy. Uh, just all the detail, right. That you guys have thought of and put into this. There's, there's really no reason for people not to show up <laughs> quite honestly. You've, you've, you've checked all the boxes that people would use as a reason, right? 
Uh, yeah, we are. We are. We're trying to give everyone a, a no BS. Hey, you know what? I know that I need assistance in reading, writing, and shooting. Right? Maybe I need assistance in all of it. Uh, there is one spot where you know people are going to support you. Uh, you. You don't have to worry about child care. You don't have to worry about uh, judgment. You don't have to worry about the financial cost of it. Um, we want to eliminate those excuses, but at the same time, pour into the human being because the goal is when you leave there, you're better, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm a city boy. We didn't know anything about growing anything. Uh, but as I got older, <laughs> I started realizing like, hey, people, um, we keep talking about what happens if the government does this, this, or this. Well, if the government, you know, looked at you and said, hey, you're on your own, what are we going to do? So that's what inspired me to say, we need to start learning some of these skills because they're very important. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, hunting, it's, that's pretty easy. Find the animal, pull the trigger. Um, gardening, growing stuff, a little more difficult. Foraging, uh, foraging is difficult too because you've got to know what you can and can't eat and that can get really tricky. Uh, but you know, people automatically go to hunting, but it's like, you know, hunting is good, but you know, if, if it's a situation where the world has legitimately fallen apart, everybody is going to be out there doing it. And, you know, we don't have the same situation now. That's why we have a lot of the hunting restrictions that we have, right. Is for game management. Mm -hmm. And when you've got, you know, every family in my county is now out trying to take that deer, that pig, or that whatever it might be to feed their family. It's a much different situation, and you're going to have to be able to supplement that somehow. So, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. Um, as far as the the backing on this, um, I really didn't get any any backstory on that, and I don't know if it's anything you could talk about. But obviously, this was a massive undertaking financially. Um, yeah. Did that come from grassroots? Did you have some large benefactors? Can you even talk about uh, the people that that made this possible? Yeah, well, this, making this possible, I should say. Yeah, we're going to be releasing that in a couple of weeks anyway. So, okay. I was hoping, but now it's going to be coming out. Um, the two big companies right now um, that I'm going to give a resounding round of applause, and I would encourage the rest of America to do the same. It's going to be USCCA, United States Concealed Carry Association, and Brownells. Nice. Nice. Um, so those two organizations I've been dealing with for years upon years anyway. Um, and when this idea came, came to be, I, you know, I did all the things I am a businessman. So I, I laid it out, say, Hey guys, this is what I want to do. Um, and they agreed, you know, and they agreed to help out. Uh, it wasn't like yanking teeth from them. They understood, they support me. Uh, it made sense to them. So they jumped in and trusted me with getting it going. Now, on top of those two giants, those two behemoths that really came down to the grassroots level and helped out, there have been a few individuals that have been helping out by donating five bucks here, 10 bucks there. To be honest with you, that's where we're going to need a lot more support from the community making donations. Right. Right. Um, and um, there's me. You know, I often tell people, put your money where your mouth is. So when this project came up, I walked to the table with $115,000 of my own money. Right. Wow. So. It's not just, hey, put your hand out and beg for it. Like I've been I've been putting up for this for a while. And so now it is it's time to get it done. Time to get it going. Yeah. And I guess the the getting it started, getting it kicked off, getting the facility built, getting all the the uh, courses, all the stuff in in place is one thing. The upkeep, right? The ongoing cost is something that's that's totally different. And I agree with you. It's gonna take it's gonna take a village, right? Um, to that point. 
uh, for those out there that have now heard about this new project, um, is there, or what is, I should say, because you've got a lot of different funding mechanisms for the stuff you do. Uh, is there a way for them to go about supporting this particular project? Uh, and if so, how? Uh, yeah, real easy. Um, so it's under our non-for-profit umbrella called Aiming for the Truth, which is one that's been out there for a long time now. Um, right. so you just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash aiming for the truth, just like you're, you know, aiming at something. So aiming for the truth. Um, right. And make ever look, and, and I get it. This we're just kind of just now coming out of a really, really hard financial crunch. Some families are still there. So even a even a five dollar donation means something. Mm -hmm. Don't please don't feel shame to be like, oh, I don't want to waste this guy's time with a five buck donation. No, please, you're not wasting my time. You're helping out a family. Yeah, I mean, if everybody thought that way, we'd be screwed, right? I mean, that's that's people don't think about. I've heard this. I heard this. I hear this regularly, right? People say, oh, we, we need a Bloomberg. We need a Daddy Bloomberg. And I'm like, no, we don't. What we need is a million people to get off their butts and donate five bucks. That's not hard to do, right? And then we don't have one overlord, right? It's legitimately coming from grassroots. So, you know, imagine you take any of these Second Amendment organizations, you take, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, customers for a large firearm company, their customer database even, you know, thousands upon thousands of people you know, five or 10 bucks and that adds up quick uh, and we can get a whole lot of stuff done with it. So um, yeah. definitely can, echo that, that sentiment. Another, another thing people can do on top of that, just to, once again, I'm all about taking out the excuses, go to my, you know, I know you'll, they'll have all my Instagram stuff, but when you guys get that, go to my bio, the two companies I just named in particular, click on our links, buy mm -hmm. something, right? Because when you go through my link, and they see that you're over there supporting, it's easier for me to go say, hey, guys, now this is the next step, right? Because they can see that the right. community is behind it. So you'll get a widget or a wadget delivered to your front door. Great, right? You get something else to play with. But that purchase, uh, because you got a USCCA membership through my link, or you went over to Brownells and shopped with my code and all those things, that's going to say to them, like, oh, uh, we see the community engaging with this as well. Thanks for driving support to us, which they're still running businesses. It's a lot easier for me to go say, hey, guys, here's phase two. What can you do? And that will be easier to have if I have, you know, two, three thousand people, even if you don't donate money, going through my links to shop with the companies. Right. Right. Uh, now, you did bring up uh, aiming for the truth. By the way, on the links for those that are out there, I do have uh, the no other choice linked below currently right now as we're live. But when we get into the replay of the audio world, I will get that GoFundMe down below uh, as well as some other things. So, uh, again, like like Katie's done with that facility, no excuses. Just scroll down a little bit, click and uh, and go. Do want to hit on aiming for the truth a little bit before we get to that, though. Uh, I want to take just a second here and talk about Trailblazer Firearms. I do it all the time. If you're regular or so, you're used to it. So tune out. Go get a cup of coffee or a sandwich, right? Uh, if you don't know about Trailblazer Firearms, uh, made in America, South Carolina, innovation is their thing, as with most smaller companies, quite honestly. Uh, whether it is the Life Card, which has been around for a while now, a little single shot, 22, 22 mag, a lot of innovation in that thing. May not be everybody's cup of tea, sure. Uh, but it's cool and it's fun, if absolutely nothing else. Uh, and then the pivot as well that uh, hopefully, hadn't gotten any word on it, but hopefully is hitting uh, the commercial market here fairly soon. Be looking for that one, their little uh, nine millimeter carbine that flips and folds and uh, does all kinds of crazy things like a transformer. Uh, and if you are over on the site, 
there at Trailblazer Firearms, and you're thinking about that life card, you do pull the, yes, pun intended, pull the trigger on that. You can save 10% with CloverTac, of course. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned aiming for the truth. Now, is there, I don't know if it was last year it's been, maybe it was is pre-pandemic. I don't even remember, but I had you, Derek, and and uh, from KidSafe and a few others, and we kind of talked the whole, you know, youth and, and firearms thing. Uh, is there anything new over the last year or two with aiming for the truth that's that's going on? I know, you know, that's probably going to be rolled into this new project. But as for that specific project itself, anything uh, you want to share with that? Well, yeah, we've always remained active with aiming for the truth, reaching people. Um, the pandemic was interesting because you can imagine nobody wanted to let outsiders into schools. Um, <laughs> right. Schools weren't in, right? So it was hard to get people in groups. People didn't want to get in groups, even when you tried to do something outside facilities. It was it was a mess. Um, so now we're, we're back up. We're running. We've gotten um, kind of got the, gre the wheels greased and we're moving around. So the first thing we've done is we've linked up with uh, King Randall. King Randall was a young man who started an all boys prep school in Albany, Georgia, which is about two and a half, three hours south of where I'm at now in Atlanta. Um, mm -hmm. So that school, um, and this is his idea. We just jumped in and supported through Aiming for the Truth. That school wanted, wants and desires through his introduction to firearms and the firearms community. He's like, hey, uh, this is my private school. I get to make my own rules. One of the things that I want is mandatory um, training for staff and students when it comes to firearms. And I so- see. Because we're dealing with young men, uh, the Aiming for the Truth program was able to jump in. So now we're providing um, the services that that school needs via Aiming for the Truth and No Other Choice and actually Kids to Kings as well. And we're providing uh, the staff and the students with a monthly curriculum uh, that is, you know, it's not necessarily pass and fail, but it's structured to make sure that they learn. Um, right. We're going to continue to grow with that school. So they'll double in size next year. Uh, and we're going to continue to grow with them. So everybody that comes to that building will encounter us. So now we'll have more young men and the staff uh, that educates them, properly educated on firearms. And when these young men start making career decisions or they start making life decisions or they pick up a gun or whatever, now the gun is not going to be something that derails their careers or their lives. It'll be something that they truly understand. They can protect it. They'll know, understand how to protect their families with it. So that's our current new brand new thing that we're doing. Nice. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, you were in uh, the Atlanta area. So you've already you've already moved, I guess, from. Yeah, down that way. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm a West boy, but, you know, I'm down <laughs> in the south now. So, yeah, yeah I got you um, right in the middle of the pandemic. We moved down here. So, yeah, wow. about two and a half years now. Oh, OK. OK. I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize that you had moved down there. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely commitment. That's a uh, that's tough, man, to to pick up roots because you were you pretty much a St. Louis boy, born and raised, right? Born and raised all my life. So, wow, that definitely shows the commitment, and uh, and that's awesome. Of course, anybody that that knows you know you're you're committed. Um, Energetic sloth out there got a question. He says, I guess it's a question. Maybe it's a comment. He says, has KD had any of his students have to use their training for any situation? What was the reaction feeling on knowing uh, he changed the outcome into a better one? Um, uh, that, that question is yes. Um, over the years, I've had a little bit over a dozen individuals have to put bad guys in the ground. Um, wow. The That is unfortunate. It's not a phone call that because I understand what that trauma is like, um, even if you live through the situation. So it's right. not 
I applaud. It's not something I jump up and down for. It's not uh, a good day. It's not a good day at all. Um, so, you know, normally it's, it's making sure people get to the right resources. That's why I encourage people to sign up for the USCCA and things like that. It's getting right. people to the right resources, uh, mental resources as well, because people don't understand the kind of mental effects that they can have on individuals. But once we get past that and just the coaching and the counseling, making sure, you know, everything's good. There are two things that make me feel good. All right. Um, one thing is my students are alive. That's one. Right. Yeah. And the second thing is they're not in prison. So it tells me that what I'm doing is right. And every single time it happens, uh, first, you feel a heavy weight on you. You feel this uh-huh. weight of I played a part of this. Right. Because you're, you're also kind of absorbing the trauma a little bit. You feel like, okay, I played a part in this. And then quickly you start to realize like, well, the part that I played was a good part, right? When you have a student call you and say, I heard your coaching as the incident was unfolding. I'm alive because I heard you talking to me. That means a lot, right? And so when I go back to the drawing board and I put my instructor hat on and I'm sitting down, um, I take it very serious. People don't see how much time I, I spend studying and evolving training. People don't understand how many other instructors out there that I coach on a regular basis because we need to take this very serious because the answer to that question is yes. And you need to make sure, or at least do your best when you receive that phone call that you poured everything you can into that individual to make sure the outcome is good. Right. You know, and it's interesting that you, that you bring that up about the, uh, you know, about sitting down, spending the time and, and especially with, with losing Jaeger here, you know, a few weeks back or whatever, uh, I know that the conversation come up about course development um, and a lot of, a lot of you guys, a lot of trainers will go to each other's courses to help you get ideas and figure out little things to tweak your own. And you're always doing after action, right? Like, can we do something better? Do we need to tweak this, uh, this component? Um, because things change, right? I mean, it all, already you're dealing with a situation I guess in the training sphere where everything is dependent upon that particular person's circumstances. Sure. Um, whether you're talking it's inner city or suburb or out in the country or, or whatever the case may be, those, those threats and everything are going to of course be different. Um, but there's so many different ways to train, right. And to, uh, to reach out to people, people learn at different rates and, and at different paces and different styles. Um, so, yeah, I applaud you on that. Um, how much time, I guess, is my question with that? You know, overall percentage-wise, how much of your time with training is simply spent in making sure that it's the best bang for the buck, that you tweak it to where it fits everybody that comes for your training the best it possibly can? Oh, man, that's going to be out of the training um, time total. I mean, that's going to be easy, 50 60% of it. Right. Wow. Um, to give an example, I just got off of a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks ago. I just got off a 12 day um, movement oh. country back to back. Out of those 12 days, nine were training. Where I was the teacher and the student. So that's how much I'm into it. Nice. Nice. Uh, and you have to be right. If you're going to if you're going to um, provide that quality. I mean, you have to be have to be versed in a lot of different things. Um, 
Train and learn. Let's talk about train and learn for a minute. And the reason I say that, and, and I seen that uh, our buddy Big Tony was out there in the uh, in the chat there for a second. Maybe he still is. He wasn't able to make it this year. And usually I get the uh, debrief from him. Um, first of all, for those, again, crawling out from underneath the rock, uh, talk a little bit about what train and learn is. Uh, and then let us know some of the things that went on this year. Maybe some of the ways it was different or better. Well, Train and Learn is my answer to, um, I'm not a guy that can sit and listen to a bunch of complaining, uh, <laughs> solutions-based guy. So, you don't have time for that. No, I don't. After, after <laughs> we hear the, like, what are we going to do to fix it? Or we're not right. going to fix it at all because there's nothing we can do. Uh, but Train and Learn uh, is three days of professional development for the freedom community. You don't have to be a firearms instructor. Um you can be a podcaster, blogger, writer, author, photographer, videographer, um, small manufacturer. You can work for a manufacturer. It is my answer to, hey, I'm great at this, but I don't understand how to do this. Or I'm great at this. I don't understand how to do this. A lot of individuals don't even understand truly how to approach individuals for uh, sponsorships, right? They don't understand marketing. And so this is a time where I get to say, hey, I don't have all the answers. I'm not an expert at most of the stuff that I encounter. I don't think any of us are. However, I am smart enough to know that I know people that are really, really smart at all the yep. areas we are saying that people are not great at. So I call those experts in. I have those experts put on workshops. Uh, then I will um, submit my own expertise. The beautiful thing about the freedom community is if you start getting beyond freedom, if you will, you'll figure out that people have a lot of different skill sets, right? Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I have, as people don't know, is I have, um, I worked for a couple of Fortune 500s. I have two degrees in business. So I understand a lot of these things. I'm, I'm uh, Contracts, things like that, it's just, it paid the bills for a while. So I totally get it. So I bring my skill set in and we put on training learn. So you can be one class, you are sitting there and you're learning about uh, propaganda and how to properly use propaganda for marketing. One class, you're learning about marketing. Another class, you know, it could be talking about how to scale your business where we have one individual break down and show people exactly how they made a quarter million dollars teaching brand new beginner shooters in one calendar year. Wow. Right. Um, so all these things, you know, how to develop and create niche markets and how to saturate those markets. So it's a lot of different things that go on. And I always pick the subject matter experts based off whatever the biggest concerns are for that time frame. So the right. class will always change. It'll always be something different. After we get done with one day of training in the classroom doing these workshops, we're going to go out to the range. On the range, we are going to do pistol and rifle because everybody should understand how to run a pistol and a rifle. Uh, but then we're going to mix it up. So this year, for example, we had um, uh, Fit to Fight, which is a great gym. Uh, Ryan and Amber, they came out and they taught hand to hand. So what happens if wow. guns not needed, right? Yep. Um, so we did hand to hand combat. Uh, we had a kill bay, 23 year uh, Green Beret come out and he taught uh, medical, right? Um, so he's an active paramedic. So he came out and he taught a medical course. And next year we'll blend that up and mix it up a little bit more. But we're always going to keep the rifle and a pistol. Um, the year before we had um, a Taekwondo instructor out and he was teaching people the art of Taekwondo. Um, then we had Jason Johnson, Pro Knife Door. He was out teaching people how to work edge, uh, edge weapons. So we're always going to mix it up uh, wow. to give people a surprise and something different besides the shooting. Uh, and then that day we give away, um, uh, we start prepping our giveaways. We actually do the giveaways day three. But day two, after you get done training, we're going to feed you. You're going to get a nice lunch. There are going to be a couple of sponsors that give you some presentations about their products. Um, and then you're going to 
go finish your training. You're going to sit down. Then we're going to feed you a nice dinner. Uh, this year, we have fireworks popping off in the background to celebrate Americans coming together to better themselves, right? But they can be better for freedom all together. Um, we have fireworks popping off. We have a night vision experience. So most, a lot of people don't get a chance to shoot up under knives, right? So me and a couple of my friends, we bring our toys out and we let people go out and they get to shoot up under night vision. Uh, we had machine gun Mike uh, came out, brought his machine guns out this year. Um, so you got to shoot machine guns and celebrate and have a good time. And then we do a, a networking bonfire. Um, so we light a big bonfire. We're on 400 acres of private land. We get to laugh. We get to embrace each other. We get to mingle and talk to different people from different backgrounds and different parts of the country, network with them. Um, and then we're going to we're going to give you a bourbon and cigar pairing class. Right. So we've done that two years in a row. We give you 20, 30 minutes of how to pair bourbon and a cigar. And then you sit around the bonfire. We give you a cigar or two and we give you a poor bourbon. Um, and then obviously everything with the firearms is, is safe and restrictive at that time. Um, but okay, we, right. You know, and we, we have a good time. Day three is a collaborative day. That's the day you come together and it's like, hey, you, you're from wherever. I'm from this place. Let's come together and do some content with what we've learned over the last couple of days. So that is content creation day and then giveaway day. So I'm proud to say we've given about $30,000 uh, worth of equipment and gear to individuals that were running small businesses that needed that leg up. So now we have instructors with guns to teach people. We have people with rifles to go out and educate their audiences based off the giveaways. You know, guys that couldn't afford uh, good optics, right? They've received an optics. Right. And I see them using those optics in our training classes because that's what we want to do. So that is what Train and Learn is. Three days professional development for the freedom community. So you get three days, three meals, uh, a swag bag. You're going to get the bourbon and you're going to get the cigar if that's your thing. We don't force it on you. Um, we did laser tag this year. We did oh, night wow. year. Like we had a blast. And you get all that, all that for 350 bucks. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's almost a no brainer. Right. Yeah. Should be. Um, now, now what will change? Where was it this year? And will that change in as far as the location in, in future years? Um, the location may change in future years, but right now, um, it's always, it's going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. So it's about an hour south of St. Louis is where we host it. Uh, every Memorial Day weekend, we get people out of there at three o'clock on Sunday. So if you are somebody who actually celebrates Memorial Day for its intended purpose, you can be back home to, you know, celebrate the actual holiday itself. Um, but it's, it's a great weekend for us to have it when you look at all the other shows going on around the country and people that still work regular nine to fives, having that extra time to take off work. Uh, so it's every Memorial Day weekend uh, right outside of St. Louis, Missouri, and everyone can sign up at noitherchoice.com. It's just the link that says train on. And it gives you more details as well. Right. And that's what, uh, that's what Guns and Barbecue was asking. He said, please ask uh, Katie what the best way to contact him about train to learn would be. So there you go, Guns and Barbecue. He, uh, he beat me to it. <laughs> Tony, uh, Tony did chime in out there. He said the bonfire was great, and I've heard that from other folks too. Uh, says it helped uh, going into uh, day three, and he said he can't wait until twenty three. So, yeah, and I'm glad he, that the experiences have been positive. And for the small businesses, based off what they reported, I mean, we've helped birth I think uh, three gun stores now. Uh, but I wow. know from that because we're having real, real business talks too. Like it's a lot of stuff yeah. going on. We've got everybody from the person that has just you know a few hundred followers. Uh, to multimillionaires walking around, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is a real environment for you to actually get a, get a leg up. So the small businesses have reported, obviously I'm not going to say who it is, uh, but the small businesses have reported right now slightly over a million dollars of earnings um, since Train Learn began. Wow. 
Wow. It's, that's the event, it's the event to be at. Yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think having the static date, you know, as well was was a great move. I mean, I don't know that I'm a fan of the of the Labor Day weekend, but having that static date, I think, is is important. So many events, they flip flop and change around. And, you know, especially if you're trying to build, you know, and, and I think I know you enough to know that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to build a. um What's the word? An alumni, right? Type situation with train and learn. Um, and so that's that's what you want. I mean, you want people to be able to count on that, right? Every single year. Yep. And it's Memorial Day weekend. I know you're probably still not a fan, but it's Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Just oh, wanna, yeah. Okay. There you about, go. Yeah. I what, did I say, what did I say? Labor Day? Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah, I get them, I get them mixed up. It happens. Uh, 280U dropping down a uh, 10 spot on the uh, super chat. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Um, moving into, uh, you know, we have not talked about uh, no other choice and no other choice is that's the flagship, right? That's what started it all. Um, You know, technically aiming for the truth did because of the outreach. Really? Going, uh, but when it comes to the second amendment community, yeah, I am. I've been introduced to no other choice. So I would say it's, they're equally important. Right. Right. Gotcha. Um, and that's the training arm. Um, so with that, uh, the move and everything else, how is it affected or has it affected that? Um, you know what? At first, it kind of sucked, I'll be honest with you, only because, you know, I've been in that city in St. Louis for so many years. Um, right. and traveling was always a thing. But locally, because I was so well known and I knew the area so well, it's like, you know, it's kind of like being in your own your own sure. toy every day. You just wake up and you know everything and everyone and you know it's great. Then when you move and you have to change, it's kind of like, oh crap. Now I have to build this entire network all over again, right? Um, right. but it was like that. Uh what I was um pleased to find out is that when I got to the Atlanta area, there were a lot of people waiting on me to get here. Um nice. there were a lot of people that were uh itching to say, Oh, you're closer now. I know you travel, but you're closer, so now I can afford uh to come take your training. So be honest with you, man, we didn't skip a beat. Nice. Yeah, that, that works out. Um, and, and I got to think that the years that you'd put into it, because you're really big, as you spoke about, you know, before with the with the uh, the project and the facility and everything, you know, making those connections, knowing those people. Right. All part of the training, and learn and the, and the networking. You got to think with your years of networking, it made the transition a little easier as well. Right. Um, when you're talking about having to kind of start over at least you didn't have to start over from square one i don't guess right 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 you know years of um you know just knowing people and uh, thinking i'm a pretty considerate person and decent human being to people um even my buddies uh that were already down here that had firearm businesses already um and people that knew the area real well like one of my first questions was hey guys you know where do we go shoot and it was nothing like some of these places had hey you got to be referred by somebody i'm like well who's going to refer me i have eight people like i'll do it so it was absolutely great, which is another kudos to the firearms community, because when they saw one of their fellow brothers that needed a little bit of assistance, they jumped right in. Like, how can we make sure you don't skip a beat? So, uh, no, I was greatly appreciative of it. I mean, hell, um, he doesn't like saying it, but I'll say it out loud. Uh, even when I moved down here, uh, Iraq veteran um, and one of his guys actually came to my house and helped move me in. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Like this is how this is. The, these are the size of the community that we don't get to see. Right. Nobody wants to talk about that out loud. But. You know, I've had a lot of people show up for me um, and 
I think that's because I'm normally a decent person to them, but they also have big hearts. So yeah. to be like, you know, most yeah. dudes would be like, hold on, let me get this right. The Iraq veteran 8888 moved you into your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He helped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eric's, a, Eric's, a, Eric's, a, Eric's a solid dude. Um, you know, I, I think it's tough. I think that you, you know, I mean, you and I obviously have been to events together and, and you know, and had, you know, off, beat conversations right and things like that i think that you know the vast majority of people from the outside looking in um you build a persona right whoever it is whether you instagram or you social media or you do video or you whatever you're doing you know i think you and to an extent trainers are that way um that you know you kind of build a persona up to the i guess the general public would be the the idea right, right. um and it's like you know, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the vast majority, I would agree, the vast majority of people that are in this are are normal people. And the vast majority are willing to help and don't want. It's not that it's not that they, you know, you forget to mention them or acknowledge them or say something about, well, you know, Eric helped move me in. They probably don't want you to, to tell anybody. I mean, it's like they don't that's they're not even thinking that they're not doing it for the recognition. They're doing it to genuinely help somebody out, which I think is really awesome. And I see that and I've seen that for honestly years and decades in the community. Uh, I'm just happy to see it on on the level of, you know, that it seems like it's gotten to lately. It's amazing. Yeah, man, you know, um, if somebody in general, just in life, if somebody uh, does something for you, no matter what it is, and they have to scream it to the high heavens for everybody they know, then you weren't their focus in the first place, right? <laughs> like, uh, Probably, just, yeah. Uh, they wanted the, the, uh, the kudos for doing it. You know, as many yeah. Yeah. Um, guns as I've literally opened up my safe and just given to people trying to start firearms businesses, um, the, the times that I sit on the phone with people and uh, give them counsel, I don't go to my social media and post about that or take right. take the picture and, and tell everybody I did this. Uh, if you are just in, being a good human, if you're going to be a good person to people, just be a good person to people. That's all yeah. you got to focus on. Yeah, no, I would uh, I would agree with you. Um, yeah, it was something that you, that you said there that, that I was thinking about and I don't know, I lost it. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, is there anything? Cause we talked about the new facility. We've talked about aiming for the truth. We talked about training, and learn, talked about no other choices or anything going on that we haven't talked about. Um, no, man, I, I would say that that's, um, <laughs> that was, um, that was it. Uh, oh yes, there is. I'm sorry. There is one. There we thing. go. Let's um, do it. There is the Stogies and Straps podcast. Ah, yeah, so I've jumped into this, let me say, very carefully and very slowly, uh, because <laughs> I don't think people understand the level of effort that goes into podcasting at all. Um, I have an extreme amount of respect for it, so I'm doing what I'm doing very carefully. Uh, but I am a, uh, I'm not going to call myself uh, an officiato, but I enjoy cigars, right? Like I'm yeah. looking at, I'm looking at a couple thousand dollars worth of cigars right now. Um, nice. I like cigars. I enjoy them. And when it comes to the Second Amendment community, uh, the freedom community, uh, one thing that we could do better at collectively, all of us, is welcoming people in with a little bit more grace. Right. Um, so what I figured out is that when I deal with athletes, because I deal with the community work I do, I'm dealing with a lot of athletes, politicians, people like right. that. And yeah. sometimes you see me with them, sometimes you don't. Uh, but I'm dealing with a lot of celebrities, so forth and so on. I've been on movie sets. I'm, I'm interacting with people. So I wanted to figure out. I know a lot of people can't touch the gun, right? Because you got athletes that can lose sponsorships if they seem to be too pro-gun, right? So right. it's a lot 
stuff at risk. But what else could bring people over to our side to have the conversation? Well, I find a cigar very relaxing. Uh, yep. One of my um, family members said to me, have you ever seen somebody fight while eating a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> you know what? I don't think I maybe over the cookie, but I've never right. seen who sit down, have a chocolate chip cookie and want to fight while they're enjoying a good cookie. Right. So right. I'm like, man, you know what? I've also never seen people fight while having a good cigar. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what, if, what would happen if we created a platform where we can get all these millions of people that enjoy uh, cigars and we can bring them and we can start having all the conversations, right? Politics, social issues, guns, everything, community work, pop culture, whatever it is, relationships. What if we can bring them into a space, use the cigar as the cookie, have mature adult conversations, no yelling, no trying to just make clickbait, but make adult conversations respectable and great again, if I can use that pun, right? Yeah. Go out and have adult conversations over the cigar while all being the host of the show is going to rock to death with the Second Amendment uh, while they're sharing their thoughts and viewpoints about the other issues, right? So I think that it's a great way not only to bring people in on our side and have the conversations, right? So you're going to see me talking about relationships, marriage, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, imagine what happens when their audiences tune in and they're listening to somebody that's really reasonable, not yelling, having mature conversations, talking about the stuff they care about. And then when they dig a little deeper, they find out that this person carries a gun on them every day. Matter of fact, they were armed on the show that you were watching. You know, right. how can we bring people over to have part of that conversation? And why I can tell you, I can't say to companies, uh, but I've only released four episodes. We've only got six recorded. It's Stogies and Straps on YouTube and Stogies and Straps on Instagram and uh, TikTok. But I've only put out three of the episodes, three or four of them. But what I can say is already there are three major cigar brands that have already reached out to me and said they want to sponsor it. Two of them are actually coming on the show. Nice. So yeah. we want to start working and, and having some of the pop culture conversations while also giving a soft introduction to the freedom side of what we do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure when you when you say something like that, there are certain there's a certain segment of the of the two A community that's going to say, "Oh, KD's, you know, talking about cigars and smoke. You know, what's he doing over there, right?" Mm -hmm. um, but they fail to understand that you know it's it's an outreach thing, right? Like it, it's it's one thing if that person's actively seeking to become a firearm owner, to learn about their rights, to, to train, you know, they're whatever they're buying their first firearm. Something has already piqued their curiosity to the point, right? That, okay. Now they're inside that, that firearm under the firearm umbrella or the tent. Right. Right. But you've got to have bait in the water. It's kind of the way I look at it. They're kind of like fishing, right? You, you got to have different kinds of bait in the water. That's that's how you're going to catch the fish, right? If you if all you've got is some stink bait, probably going to get a catfish or two. That's it. But you know, every now and then you got to throw a lure out there. Every now and then you got to throw out a minnow. Every now and then you got to you got to do something else, right? right. Um, because those people, that's how you bring them in. Um, you know, you've got to get them to a point. I hear people that that dog on. There's a lot of firearm channels on YouTube. Um, that don't do a lot for the 2A. I'm not going to lie. Not even behind the scenes. They don't do a lot for the 2A. There are channels like that. Um, you know, to the credit of the, of the naysayers and the people that complain. It's like, they're they're right. They don't. 
but inadvertently, right? Those channels provide entertainment for people that ultimately can bring people into the firearm community and then move them from the firearm community. Because I think they got to come into the firearm community first a lot of times before they get pushed into the the two-way side of things. I think the first thing is um, you know, whatever happens in their life or whatever exposes them to it, you know, with the summer of love, with the lockdowns, with, with you know, the, the rising crime in areas and other, other things, that's pushed a lot of people through fear and through emotion, right, to go out and buy their first firearm. Well, now they're, they've started down that rabbit hole, right? Now they're a part of, whether they know it or not, that firearm community. And it's just a matter of, of bringing them full circle, right? It's like, okay, you, you're, you're gun owner and that's great, but there's, there's more, there's way more. We offer way more than just being a gun owner. So come on and, and let's, let's take this journey together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people miss out on that, right? Like, you, I mean, come on, if we're, if we're being a hundred percent honest, right? I think we, I don't think anybody will say you or I don't support the second amendment full heartedly. Right. Um, but let's be honest, man. When you click on, when you do have some downtime and you click on social media, um, you know, maybe you got 15 minutes. You just want to, you know, zone out, right? You, you pro- I, I w- and I haven't even asked you this. I'm probably going to guess that you're looking at stuff that's not directly dealing with guns, right? There's some other stuff you're interested in in life that you check out, right? Seldom do I watch firearm stuff. I usually watch like old you know, like the untold story of Bo Jackson, you know, some kind of old vintage sports. Cause I'm not into modern sports, but, uh, but I'm into what I enjoyed growing up. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's something like that, or it's space, something about going to Mars and colonizing Mars or, you know, yeah, usually it's not, if I'm just chilling, it's, it is not gun stuff. It's not. Exactly. And to that point, that's why I'm like, guys, we have to be, we have to be okay with going out. I think we may have lost him there. He said, said, "Go ahead." Oh, I, you said you said going out, and then we lost you. I think. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was like, if you want to. Um, you might be right when you scream freedom. Nobody is saying that anybody that says that is wrong. And I'm sorry if you hear noise. I'm in my vehicle. Um, right. Nobody is saying you are wrong. But uh, I ask people all the time, do you want to be right or do you want to win? Because if you want to win, if you want to be right, you can just keep screaming. Second Amendment is great. Um, right. and you shouldn't take it. And it's my God given right. Like you are correct. Nothing wrong with what you're saying. But do you want to win the fight for freedom? Part of winning is being very strategic. Oh, crap. There are people over here that like watching stuff about Mars. There are people that like cigars. There are people that want to talk about old sports, modern sports. There are people that want to talk about cars. There are people that want to talk about all these things. And sometimes you can build friendships by showing who you are. The, the amount of people that I have gotten to be gun owners just because I care about community issues is astounding. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a walk the walk thing. Right. Um, you know, I hear that a lot from, from folks that they, you know, they say that they, you know, somebody that they know finds out that they carry a firearm, right. And they're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize you carried a firearm in a good way though. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. It's, it's very surprising because what it does is, so let's use your, you know, watching space uh, stuff, for example, right? So you and a guy have been commenting back and forth, uh, or maybe you live around each other and you meet up at the local coffee shop or whatever, and you just talk like space exploration, you know, and all these things. And you do that for a couple of weeks. And then one day, you know, however it comes up, he finds out that you're a gun owner. And throughout all these conversations, he realizes he's been around a gun the whole time. But he's right. got or some kind of fear. Well, then that's going, that's an immediate representation of, well, clearly I don't have anything to be worried about because, you know, this guy hasn't done anything to me. Matter of fact, he's my buddy. And right. he's not aggressive and yelling at me because we, dis we disagreed about a couple of things, but he was always polite. And now he's saying, hey, man, I would, you know, I'll, I'll be an olive branch. I, you know, I'll take you out to the range and I'll show you what I know and, you know, get you down the right path. And that's going to be a much easier conversation than standing in his face saying freedom. Like, it's not, right. It's right. going to be a much easier conversation, which is why we should be doing it. There's a, there's a place for those people, right? Uh, you know, I got, I got love for those people. It's a love hate relationship, quite honestly, but the shall not be infringed, you know, um, it's like they make, they make my job right? The, the bridge builder, the, you know, trying to reach out, trying to outreach, they make my job a lot easier because they make me seem more reasonable. And that's a lot more attractive than shall not be infringed. So if nothing else, that's the place for those folks. And I'm, I'm appreciative that we have the folks that do that. Yeah. You know, I like what you said earlier, when it comes to people that just create content, it's funny. I was talking about that yesterday. Hey, everybody has a role, man. And we need everybody to do their thing. Yeah. Um, but you also have to look at what your opportunities are based off their role, right? And the opportunity when people are yelling for a lot of the, not all, there are, there are a lot of uh, Americans who have began to get into firearms and follow me because they do believe in freedom. They like the way I talk about it. Uh, but there are also a lot of people that aren't not going, they're not going to relate to someone yelling shall not be infringed for this simple reason. If you imagine, we always tell people to, you know, go look at history, right? Do their research, know what they're talking about. So you go get somebody and they start doing that. And let's just say this person, this, this particular American is black. And this black American goes, well, hey, man, um, 1776, great, right? I did a little research. I know about it. That's great. Constitution, cool. I'm with you. I agree with it. But I don't necessarily relate to it the same because up until 1865 in Juneteenth, a black Americans in this country weren't even free. So you had gun rights. And I, 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 wouldn't, I was still considered a horse, a piece right. of property. Right. So I'm not going to relate to it exactly the same. I can't celebrate 1776 with this new knowledge I have, because now I know that I wasn't even a human being in 1776. So how do you communicate with people that have that kind of knowledge in a different way where they still get the overall point? So if I yell 1776 shall not be infringed with them, I'm not wrong. I am correct. But right. it doesn't align with that individual. It doesn't align right. with their mindset. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Ghost dropping out of five spot. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you out there. Um, yeah, I know that you've got some some things to do and uh, and have to bail here in a little bit. Uh, and we're pretty close to the hour anyway. So I'm going to give you the floor once again. Started out that way. We'll do it once again. Give you the floor here, uh, KD, for a couple of minutes. Um, how do people follow you? How do people reach out? How do people donate uh help you out with projects whatever it might be uh give us that uh speech one more time all right well uh one i appreciate you guys for tuning in this evening or even the people that are listening to it on replay um you can find me at 
on Instagram is my largest platform. That's where I'm normally the most active. Uh, right. At the real underscore NOC, the real NOC for no other choice. Now you can find me on all platforms. I will be very active on YouTube starting up in a couple of weeks here. We got a lot of videos in a, uh, in a works for YouTube. So nice. on all platforms, uh, the real NOC um, and also stogies and straps on YouTube. If you want to listen to a nice different kind of podcast uh, where we got all kind of interesting people, we got uh, law enforcement, military vets, uh, clinical therapists, uh, we have cigar connoisseurs. I mean, heck, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a legalized sex worker on the show talking about that. Like, we're going to go oh. all throughout everything and have a conversation with people. That's Stogies and Straps. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. And you can go to our website, NoOtherChoice.com. And NoOtherChoice.com, you can find all of our swag and apparel. You can also find accessories to help you out with your firearm adventures and needs. So you need a red dot, if you need a light, if you need magazines, if you need um, optics, things like that, please go over to knowthechoice.com. 100% of the proceeds after we get through with maintenance costs of the No Other Choice brand, go back to the not-for-profit work. Um, I would also say when you go to Instagram, please click on our link tree. Um, there are companies there that support us in the nonprofit work we do. Um, and by you supporting them, it means a lot for us. So uh, the only thing I will add, if you like shopping and you go to that Brownells link, Make sure you enter the code NOC for no other choice 10. So Brownells knows that um, that we sent you over there. And other than that, just reach out. Our email is info at noothechoice.com. That's info at noothechoice.com. The last thing I will leave you with is that if you follow my platform or you're new to my platform, I am going to say some things that are going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> right. uh, that is going to happen. Uh, however, right. we die in complacency. Um, if we don't grow our minds and start listening to people that have a different perspective, and bring a different being and, 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 and Americanism, if that's a word, uh, to what we do, we're going to come become stagnant, complacent, and we're going to die. So I'm not saying things for shock value. Normally when I say something, the caption is going to be pretty long, and I'm trying to explain to you my viewpoint, and what I will ask you to do, Americans, is listen to me and challenge it to yourself before you respond, because that's the only way that we, as the current leaders of this country, are going to get them, the government, and all the anti-freedom people in perspective, uh, put them in perspective and let them know that united we are clearly not going to stand for their BS. And that only starts when we start listening to each other and get past the things we've been indoctrinated with and start listening to our fellow Americans that have a different American experience than us. And uh, that, folks, was how KD preaches. Just say it. I told you earlier. He was good at it. He just did. But uh, always, always enjoyed, always a pleasure having you on and, and having a conversation, man. Um, appreciate you uh, joining us. And uh, as things move forward, as you get the facility going and everything else, uh, you're welcome back to talk about that at uh, any time. Just uh, let me know. Yeah, man, we'll definitely have to redo it next time. I'll make sure I have my ugly mug on video. And I definitely appreciate <laughs> um, you inviting me on tonight and uh, sharing your platform and your audience tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. You bet. Be safe. And for, uh, for everybody out there, he's already said, for everybody in replay or whatever, remember, uh, I do have no other choice down in the description below right now, uh, live, but I'll add some stuff in replay uh, as well as far as links down there. So uh, be sure to check those out, uh, finding all my stuff. Uh, thanks to Trailblazer Firearms, of course, for powering the podcast. Thanks to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, those that threw out the uh, Super Chats this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Until next time, don't forget to change our freedom.
We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out Clovertack.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Clovertack Podcast.